What a legend. I mean, what a legend. And I was so impressed by Cam. I try to go in just like with everybody in the NFL with no preconceived thoughts. Like when I went to the Giants, when Odell Beckham's there, like superstar level, there's like stars. There's like superstars. Chris McCaffrey's a superstar. And then there's like another level of superstar, which doesn't mean you're a better player or a worse player. It's like, where do you stand in like Hollywood? You know what I'm saying? Like, like Tom Brady's like a superstar, superstar. So was Peyton Manning. So was Cam Newton. So was Odell Beckham. I mean, Christian is too. Don't get me wrong. And that's zero disrespect to him, but he's a little more reserved. He's not out in the public as much. Um, different personality. He's also been hurt, so he hasn't been in the you know public light as much. But Cam, it, it, it's just they're just these guys are just different. Like when it comes to fans, like people go absolutely insane, are willing to break the law, do whatever it takes to even just get with twenty yards of them. That's the Carolina Panthers tight end Colin Thompson. What an off season it has been in the NFL. We're at- just a week into free agency, and we've seen some huge moves and trades. Collins' team, the Carolina Panthers, did make a play for Deshaun Watson. What does he make of that situation? I'm Anthony Watson, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. My second favorite tight end in the league. Who's the first? Well, I'm a Niners fan, so... George, what a stud. The man. They got a couple good ones, man. They're not just him. They got a couple great guys that made up for him being out this year and a couple last, you know, last couple of years that fit into their system there. So we'll see what they do this offseason. It's, they're not done yet, that's for sure. They're not done. I think there's some plotting and scheming going on, though. I think Niners Nation, you don't want to go on Twitter right now, Colin, and look at that because there, there's there's a civil war going on. You know, the guys just need to calm down, trust the process. It's all good. They have a great roster, great team. You know, it was funny. I was just talking to someone the other day. I'm like, I wonder if they're going to get involved in any of these blockbuster trades. They have, mm-hmm. you know, a couple pieces for sure that they could they could move. But, you know, everybody's, everybody's involved now. It's not a hot take from an NFL player that they should have been or shouldn't have been. But every single team's been involved in massive trade, trades, signs. Literally, I think every team has been. There hasn't been one team that's been on the sidelines. Yeah, they got a Chardarius Ward from the Kansas City Chiefs. That's been their their biggest uh, yeah. off-season play so far. But, you know, they got to sort out number 10. And uh, I think once they get that sorted out, then we'll see movement. But from a tight end perspective, I'd be keen to get your thoughts on this. You know, they brought Jordan Matthews back. They had him initially as a, as a receiver. Actually, he worked out on his pro day with uh, Trey Lance last year. And they brought him back in the offseason last last summer and uh, worked him out as a tight end. He was signed to the practice squad and he's been signed back as a tight end. Quite interesting that, you know, you've got a, a wide receiver transitioning to the tight end position. Can you see the potential there in, in the likes of Jordan Matthews to, mm-hmm. to make it in your position? Well, Jordan was a great player out of Vanderbilt, great receiver, had a great Love, you know, shorter career with the Eagles, and he's you know played quite a while in the NFL. I think this is Jordan. This is probably Jordan's eighth or ninth, maybe tenth year in the league. Uh, so he's you know this is normal for for players to make the transition. Some guys make it earlier in their career. Some guys make it in college. Some guys make it in professional football. But if you move, they're going to give you time. That's the one thing that they're going to give you. If you move and you need to gain weight or you're going to go from tight end to offensive lineman, which usually happens, or you're going to go from tight receiver to to uh, you know tight end or quarterback to tight end, which you've seen 
like with Blake Bell with Kansas City and you know Tim Tebow or Bayer name, but guys like that, they're going to give you time. They're going to let you develop. They're going to put you on the practice squad. They're going to you're going to get cut one day, and then you're going to get signed to an active roster, and then you're going to play on special teams. You're going to be up and down. This is how it goes. That's what to that's what's expected. Um, so yeah, it's it's unique, but it's not rare. Uh, what he's doing and hey it's a win-win for them he's on a probably a veteran minimum so he doesn't cost him a ton of money but if things go well you have a stud receiver at one point of time now turn tight end and with their system you don't really need to be this crazy physical player they run a lot of wide zone with the play action pass off of it so you have to be not finesse don't get me wrong you got to be physical you see what george kittle does he's super physical but it's not a um a power gap scheme where you're just ramming your head into somebody like back in the old days, you know? So uh, things are a little bit different now in the position. So yeah, he'll fit in great. He'll fit in great. Jordan Reed was there a couple of years ago before he got hurt again. So Jordan's that type of player too. They're probably trying to mimic some of that stuff. Yeah. So that's well personnel, you know, as a tight end, do you look at George Kittle? What do you, what are your thoughts, you know, seeing somebody, like him performing and making some of the play. I mean, the guy loves to block. I think he loves to block more than he likes to catch touchdowns. But, you know, what what does he do for for your position and for you guys? You know, is there like a a collective? You just marvel at what he manages to uh, to achieve and the the focus that he puts on that position that you guys play. So I watched their probably first half of their previous game every week and build up for the next team will play. I'll watch him. I'll watch the other guys. I'll watch the way they go about their business, their alignments, their assignments, how they motion, how they shift, how they run certain plays. Cause we were running similar things in Carolina. Plus a lot of people do similar stuff that Kyle Shanahan does, you know, it all stems from a bunch of different things, but I digress. He, he's the best in the league. In my opinion, um, Travis, all due respect to Travis Kelsey and all these other guys that are really good tight ends, really good tight ends, but no one can block like this guy. Nobody in the whole entire NFL. There's some guys that can block like him, but they can't run routes like him. There's some guys that, you know, that are close, but they're not close. I mean, he he physically punishes people. That's unheard of. That never happens. You don't just take a grown man in the NFL and put him on his back. Very rare, very rare. Maybe once a year you'll get a guy and you're putting all your might into it and they maybe even tripped. He does it consistently. And he plays with so much energy. He plays every snap, which is not always the case with tight ends. You're playing, if you're good, you're playing 90%. Maybe if you're a star, maybe you'll play 80% because it's a lot of reps for a high volume position where you're hitting, running, catching. So yeah, he's the standard. Um, I think he could go down as one of the best of all time. I think Gronk is the best of all time with all due respect to Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten and uh, Winslow Sr. and all those guys. Uh, I mean, George is just on a different planet. Um, his physicality, his route running. I mean, if he was in an offense where he just was like Kelsey and didn't really block too many people, I think he would catch the same amount of footballs. And I think if he was in an offense where he didn't run any routes, I think he'd be that effective as a blocker. So, uh, yeah, my opinion He's the best tight end in the league, and it's not even close. Puts Trey Lance in a perfect position going into his first season as an NFL starting quarterback. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll he see. may not be. We'll he may not be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going on? Have you known uh, an offseason like this one, a free agency like this, man? Oh, my goodness. Never. Not even close. I'm I'm going jumping on a my podcast here at the bottom of the hour, and it's not even – it's not even remotely close. It's, 
I don't even know where to go. I'm doing some prep for the pod and I'm like trying to write down all the names and to queue it up for some guests that I have come on. Like, what are your thoughts on all this? It's like, well, where do I start? It's like, I've started a list of some of the trades and movements and free agents and re-signings. And you're like, what? I mean, this is, <laughs> there's nothing like this ever, ever. It, I don't it, you know, it started a week ago. It seems like it's been going on forever, but it's my word. It's something new every day. Yeah. I mean, we went through the, we went through the, I went through a little bit at Ryan to the, Matt Ryan to the Colts wins uh, Wilson to Denver, Roger staying in green Bay, Watson to the Browns. He didn't even play last year and has all this other stuff going on. Obviously Wentz to Washington. I think Carson Wentz people rip him and love to rip him, but I think he was 28 or 24 and eight interceptions last year. I, he didn't have a bad year. He took a step in the right direction. He's come off serious injury. I think people just like kind of the poke at him, kind of like Kirk Cousins a little bit too much, but they're both good NFL quarterbacks. So I, I think him and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins obviously stayed in Minnesota, got paid a ton of money again. Um, you know, then you got Adams and and uh, the pass rusher Chandler Jones go to Vegas, <laughs> back to L.A. They re-signed their receiver. Uh, Williams, I think it was Williams. Um, Mike Williams, yeah. They, they, <laughs> there's just so much going on. Obviously, the AFC West, and then you know the AFC North. What's going on there with Deshaun coming into the conference, and how much is this? Is this you know just all the drama and all the fun and players resigning and O line movement across the league. It, I don't know. Nothing you've ever I've ever seen before. You can make an argument now for. 25 teams and make the playoffs. I mean, all due respect to Jacksonville Jaguars, a place that I love. I've got my Gator hat on. I mean, that team, right, not a playoff team last year. Right? We all know that. It's no secret. But they loaded up with guys, legit yeah. dudes. I mean, yeah. I mean, Brandon Sheriff's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, arguably one of the best. Um, they've signed, you know, more offensive linemen. They have one of the best centers in the league. They have Cam Robinson. They already have tight end Dan Arnold. They signed Evan Ingram. They bring in Kirk. They, bring, they already have – you know, Etienne coming back from Clemson, he didn't even play last year. They're going to be a good – I think they're going to be a good football team. I love Doug Peterson from his time in Philly. Um, problem is you got to face the Colts twice. You know, so – got the Titans. Yeah, Titans. yeah. yeah. So, AFC is a murderer's row. And then you're thinking NFC South. You're thinking, okay, you know, the, hopefully, you know, things are changing. Tom Brady retires. We haven't even talked about him. You know, Tom Brady retires. What's going on in New Orleans? What's going on in Carolina? What's going on in Atlanta? And all of a sudden, here comes Tom Brady. Here comes Jameis Winston back. It's just like, what's going to happen in Atlanta? What are we going to do in Carolina? It's it's crazy. And as a player, it's like, I got to be careful what I talk about. But I, I, I really don't because it's all public. Like, the, I don't know anything. It's chaos. So <laughs> It's chaos. Now, I, can I ask you about Deshaun Watson and your thoughts as a, as a man, as a human being, when your team goes and makes a play for somebody like him, there's no disputing the talent that he has. And we can look at that, but that you can't brush aside the human aspect and the baggage that comes with that. Pete Carroll last week in his press conference, when he talked about trading away Russell Wilson, he was asked about Colin Kaepernick and he talked about, second chances and how free agency is an opportunity for guys to be given second chances. And he believes that guys deserve second chances. Deshaun obviously isn't a free agency move. It's a trade, but there is a moral high ground that I think many people have to take with this. How do you feel when you see you know, your team making a move for somebody like that with that behind him? 
try to firmly believe in innocent until proven guilty. I think we have to try our best in this world to do that with the utmost sensitivity and respect for everybody involved. I think as a human, you would really want everything to be resolved before anything happens. You almost need to take a shower because you don't understand. We have no idea what could even happen. Now I, 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 I'm not, I didn't go to law school. I don't know everything about the civil suits. I don't know about all this stuff. I, I really don't know. I know minor details. I know he's not going to jail. So I know that. Okay, great. And, you know, I guess if you ask my opinion, I maybe wait for everything to clear up first and then let's make, let's make a decision, make the trade happen. I know there's some urgency, but it's only March. Um, everything, everything gets cleared up by June and he goes with a team. It's, it's not really the end of the world. So that's my initial stand on it. Um, if he's guilty of those things, you're right. Then there's a major issue there. If he's not, then okay, then he's not. And you have to try to move on and, and go from there. So this is really tough. That's why Roger Goodell makes a lot of money because this is way above my pay grade to even dive in and break down on. And I mean that without most respect to your question, trying to answer it too, because yeah. I mean, that's why he make does really well. And there's 32 owners that he has to answer to, because this is a, this is a different situation. The, the league is on a fast track more now than ever on another topic. When it comes to finances, when it comes to, you know, look behind you on your screen, we're, we're playing games in all different countries. Now Germany's next, um, you know, Mexico, it, it, all over Europe. <laughs> so um, playing in my Spurs stadium, nice win by Tottenham the other day, by the way, that's neither here nor there, but go sunny. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. Those him and Harry are unreal, but long story short is it, it, it's, it's an, I, I have, you know, no problem with teams going after it because there's, I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody because there's 16 other teams that were going after it too. It wasn't like the Browns were the only one that were going to give them that money or trade for them. It's just, this is the climate of the world today. I hope it all gets figured out legally and the, you know, the facts come out. That's my only thing. And I hope everyone is safe and respectful and sensitive of the people and the victims that could or could not be victims. So we have no idea. I have no idea. Did not go to law school and it's way above my pay grade to make those decisions, thankfully. Well, thanks for an honest answer there. I know it's a difficult question and yeah, appreciate you know, look, you're a great guy to have on. You can tell that you're a podcaster because you're so eloquent in your delivery and the answer that you provided. So I appreciate what you said there, Colin. Now let's talk about your team and last season. You know, I spoke to you after week one. You guys were 1-0. You went 3-0 and it started so well. Um, man, what happened? What went wrong? I always tell the story. There's like three or four tales of the season. There was the training camp part where we had a great training camp. We got through healthy, physical, healthy, a couple of great joint practices with the Colts and the Ravens against two playoff teams. You're, you know, that was a really good test for us there. Preseason games, he put, finished a preseason game against, I think it was, was it Pittsburgh? I don't know. They all run together over the years. And then you go 3-0. And then we have the uh, Thursday night game. So we have a little break over the weekend, which is great. And our bodies are beat up and, you, you know, you need a break. So that was great. And then the next tail of the season is like getting back to 500. We go to Dallas and give them all they can handle. Excuse me. And that was a really good Dallas team. You know, they always, they were good the whole year, but they were really good in that early part. Of course, they were really hitting on all centers and we couldn't stop the run and we couldn't convert offensively. Should have really 
tied up and went overtime with them. Right. You could do this with every game in the NFL. Then we lose the Philly in a really tight game that we should have won. We lose the Minnesota in a tight game that we probably should have won. And then all of a sudden you're four and five, I believe we were, or three and four, three and five. We climb back. Cam Newton joins the team. He plays great. BJ Walker plays great. All of a sudden we're five and five. We beat Arizona, one of the best teams in the league. In their own house as well. In Arizona, it's a big win. Yeah. So there's all these different tales and chapters, right? And then we go on a huge slide. That's another chapter in the book. And we went from, hey, we're a part of everything. This is a part of the retooling, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it, process in Carolina. And then, you know, the season kind of just got away from us. And all you before you know, you blink and you're sitting here like, oh, my goodness, we're, we're out of the playoff picture. Just like that. So, you know, I, I think we have great leaders on the team. I think we have great coaches on the team. And I just I'll say this. I've said it on every podcast I've been on. I think Coach Rule's going to live out his entire contract as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. I firmly believe it. I firmly believe in what he believes in, his brand, his process, which is our brand, our process, the Carolina Panther way. Sounds like coach speaking cliche stuff, but it's real. And that's Coach Rule. I firmly believe that's what's going to happen in Carolina. Um, I know everybody wants all these new additions and all these different things and people are calling for people's jobs and all that stuff. And I get that. That's the business. There's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of pressure in it and you have to win the bottom line. Words are words, but I think good things are ahead in Carolina. I really do. I know every player is supposed to say that about their team, but I don't know. I try to be pretty honest about things. Um, and I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be just fine. And, uh, what a crazy time in the NFL to be a part of it. I'm holding on as long as I can. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, look, I know time's running out, and uh, maybe maybe we could talk about Spurs another time. When you guys qualify for the Champions League, you got the North London Derby coming up because, you know, Arsenal pulled that sickie around Christmas time, didn't they? So you can get your revenge for that. So before you go, you mentioned Cam Newton there. What was that like? Just talk me through the moment when he returned and he came into that locker room, Mr. Carolina Panthers himself. What a legend. I mean, what a legend. And I was so impressed by cam i try to go in just like with everybody in the nfl with no preconceived thoughts like when i went to the giants when oda buckham's there like superstar level there's like stars there's like superstars chris mccaffrey's a superstar and then there's like another level of superstar which doesn't mean you're a better player or a worse player it's like where do you stand in like hollywood you know what i'm saying like like Tom Brady, like a superstar, superstar. So was Peyton Manning. So was Cam Newton. So was Odell Beckham. I mean, Christian is too. Don't get me wrong. And that's zero disrespect to him. But he's a little more reserved. He's not out in the public as much. Um, different personality. He's also been hurt. So he hasn't been in the you know public light as much. But Cam, it, it, it's just, they're just, these guys are just different. Like when it comes to fans, like people go absolutely insane or willing to break the law, do whatever it takes to even just get with 20 yards of them. It's just a unique thing. My experience with Odell was great. I loved Odell. He was yeah. great teammate. Very nice. Humbling. I love how the media portrayed him as this guy and this te- me guy. And then all of a sudden he's like hugging guys at the end of NFC championship games and look at this great teammate in LA changed them and all this stuff. He's always been like that, but the media controls the narrative and you really? see him and go gets hurt against LA. He gets hurt in the Super Bowl, and he's this great war hero coming off the field, you know, so I did that rubbed me wrong and I'm happy for Odell. He got a ring, get some great rehab and I'm sure he'll land somewhere. He'll be, it's a great player. Uh, if he's not on under contract in LA, I don't know, but yeah. So what was Cam Newton? Like I thought he was smart football player, articulate, 
you know, world knowledge. Just he came in every day with a new, you know, new outfit. Like it was a real thing. Like it was, it was, was just well, really well done, well dressed, super smart, cerebral. And it's great when probably the outside world doesn't maybe look at him like that because he is on back and all that stuff. But that's Cam's, you know, mojo. And that's awesome because he's a great player. He's an all time player in NFL history. Has to be the guy. You can't write the book of the NFL without Cam Newton. He changed the position. Um, he's so big, Anthony. He's massive. Wow. He makes he makes six four two fifty five look like a baby. That's me. <laughs> um, so he's just bigger than life on and off the field, physically, mentally, his ability to be. You know how you know up up in his age. He's not that old, but up in his age, the way he played the game. Uh, he's not some quarterback not getting touched back there. So utmost respect for him in his career. I don't know if he's coming back or is he not? I have no idea. Again, I don't get paid enough for that, but uh, a great guy and someone I enjoyed playing with. Awesome. Yeah. We missed him. This picture in the background was taken when the, uh, the Panthers were over here taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hopefully we'll get you guys back over and uh, we can meet in person, Colin. And then that yeah, we'll do great. a show in person. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe get so, you on my pod. It'll be good. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, or even in a pub, it'd be great. That would be way better. We, we the Ted Lasso pub. I mean, we mentioned it last time. You know, we'll 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 take you to Richmond. It's just down the road from me. We could do it from the Ted Lasso pub. We'll get like we could we could do a lasso cast or whatever, you know, and we could we could make it happen. I feel like the locals would be like, "This is just so like." All of them. Uh, how many Americans are in there now? <laughs> how many? It's gone. You know, it's like, yeah, there are no restrictions. Just fill the pub, fill it can up. Can I just have a, everyone's probably like, this so Americanized. Like, can I have a Budweiser? Like, you know, so frustrating. We literally brew Fuller's London Pride just down the road. And like, you're here for Budweiser? Say what now? Can't do that. It's like drinking the, it's like drinking a Corona in, uh, in Ireland, you know, come on, come on, Colin. All right. Look, we got plenty with that. That's a separate podcast is, you know, talking Tottenham, talking Ted Lasso. I know we went deep on Ted Lasso last time, but great to have you on. I know you got to go because you got your own podcast. So people want to check out your show. Yeah. Not for long media, not for long media. Check it out. We just added another, uh, Baseball podcast called Breaking Bats. If you're into pro baseball, my buddy of mine played pro baseball, six, seven different teams across the major leagues. He's in Japan this year because of the lockout and a few other things. So started another one, looking to add another one today. So Man. yeah, a lot of fun stuff going on. Go you, Colin Thompson, go Blue Jays. That's what I'm saying. They may as well just crown them now. The <laughs> Come on, Phillies. Come on, Phillies. Appreciate <laughs> you having me on, Anthony. Thank you so much, man. And I mean it when I say it, my second favorite tight end in the NFL, Colin Thompson, my thanks to him. Look, we're going to hook up with him again in a couple of weeks. His time was cut short there because he's got his own meteor empire to run and he's got a podcast to go and record. So just to get him on for the 20 minutes or so that we've had him today is a blessing. And we will talk more. We can reflect on more of the offseason and, of course, Tottenham Hotspur and Ted Lasso. We will go deep on Ted Lasso. Thanks very much for listening to and downloading the Transatlantic Sports Show. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at TASS underscore UK. The NFL players don't stop there. The kicker for the Chicago Bears, Cairo Santos, will be my guest very, very soon. And you want to hear more from that guy, Colin Thompson. He'll be back as well. And plus, we do have some more from the interview that I had 
with Joe Staley. It was just before the NFC championship game when I spoke to him. And there were a few things that we discussed that weren't related to the NFC championship game, which haven't seen the light of day yet. So we'll bring that back to the fore. So make sure you hit subscribe. The Transatlantic Sports Show available on your podcast provider. Of course, you are listening to us. So if you haven't hit subscribe, you're just hitting play. Do that now. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at ARWotton, W-O-O-T-T-O-N. I'm an accredited NFL journalist. We've got all your NFL needs covered. What more do you want? So until next time, remember, put your clocks forward on Saturday nights.